Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 305. I've got a great guest here. I've got Greg Jeffries of SEO Affiliate Domination. Craig, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on the show, first of all. And um, yeah, it's just great to be here. I've been involved in like the online marketing space for about 10 years now. So it's just, you know, it's been like we were saying before the call, it's been kind of a longer journey for me, but you know, everybody's got their own little timeline of, um, you know, getting to where they're at. And it just took me a little bit longer than most people, but I, all that matters is that I'm here now. So it's, it was totally worth it. That sounds great. Um, before we go into the main interviews, folks, I would like to tell you about one of our great sponsors of the show, and that's Lifter LMS. And now, Lifter LMS is one of the premier plugins to help turn your membership website, um, if you've got a large one, it's a learning management system plugin. And I would say it's one of the best ones on the market for WordPress at the present moment. And they've got a great team as well. Um, basically, they have different bundles um, of premier um, add-ons and they're offering a 15% discount if you go to the website and use the word WP Tonic or one word and you'll get 15% off everything on their website. And that's a pretty good offer. So use that, folks. So, Craig, affiliate marketing, uh, you know, obviously we have a bit of an emphasis around membership sites, learning management sites, um, the owners. Would you like, how can they, somebody that's got a membership site, utilize affiliate marketing to help that kind of business, Craig? Yeah, so it's really just comes down to creating content. So whether it's um, maybe a YouTube channel or uh, there's whether it's hosted on uh, WordPress or um, another platform out there that's like um, like a Kajabi or something that has a blog element tied to it, you can create blog posts and you know from having that content out there, that's going to grab organic traffic and pull it to the site. And then you can, of course, since they're on their, a page of your site or your blog, um, the root domain, that will kind of lead them back to the root domain, which could be the course. And so that's a, a really simple way to, to drive organic tr- traffic. So um, whatever it is you're teaching about, whatever that niche or topic is, so you can just write content about that particular topic. I like to focus on longer tail keywords. So you can use a tool like keywordtool.io. Um, to just type in like a root keyword, it's going to give you a long list of long tail keyword suggestions that people are actually typing into the search engines. And you can use that as a starting point to create, you know, the titles and the, the content of your 
your blog post or your uh, YouTube videos. And you just, there, I just think of them as tiny little uh, hooks and the more hooks you have out there, the more, you know, fish you're going to catch or the more uh, visitors you're going to pull into your site. It's really that simple. A lot of people just overlook the longer tail keywords because they think that because they're um, they get a little bit of traffic that they're not worth going after. But, you know, everybody always is asking me the same questions of like, well, how do I get started with very little money? And that's the way that's you. Um, and by just by going after a lot of lower competition keywords, naturally, you're going to start to rank for more competitive ones because it's almost like um, because you are drawing in traffic from or just getting traffic, period, it's like Google sees that and it rewards you by sending you even more traffic um, that's sometimes a lot more competitive. So That's great, Greg. Um, I'd like to focus on the affiliate marketing side of it. So if, um, if you've got a reasonable price course, how can you use affiliate marketing to help you, Greg? Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, just create lots of long tail content, uh, whether it be um, YouTube videos or blog posts uh, about that content and basically just provide value. You know, people are typing in those specific search queries because they want a solution to their problem. And if you can kind of briefly address it, um, you know, to the best of your ability and then kind of lead them back to your course. Like if you want more information about like a full course on how to do X, Y, Z, you know, I answered this, you know, five minute question, but if you want like a full A to Z training on how to, you know, whatever, maybe make a full-time income doing affiliate marketing and then check out my course, click the link below or whatever to find out more. And that, that would just, you're creating a pipeline of, or a funnel to funnel people from the search engines to your website or search engines to your uh, YouTube video to your course. So it, you're just building a massive pipeline. Eventually, you're, it's going to bring in steady results. So. Yeah. Um, have you got any experience about, you know, um, somebody's got a reasonable price course and they offer a bit of commission for other people to promote their course and um, be an affiliate marketer for that course. Have you got any experience in that area, Craig? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what I do. And then, Mike, I have a course and I have an affiliate program as well because um, I teach people how to do um, affiliate marketing through SEO. And so, naturally, since I'm teaching them how to do that and I have an affiliate program, I want them to promote my course as well. Well, that's great. So have you got any insights about some of the mistakes people do or that you see a lot of people do quite often when they're initially getting in, looking at setting up an affiliate scheme to try and promote their course and product? you got any, any mistakes that you regularly see people making? Um, I just, well, SEO is kind of a long-term game. So think of it, um, like that. A lot of people want to, they want quick results. And while you might can get quicker results with SEO by doing more kind of like shady or black hat and all I, I all I, what, what I translate black hat stuff is basically creating content in a way that looks unnatural or backlinks that look unnatural. So as long as you're creating and producing publishing content, um, 
in a natural way or building links in a natural, consistent way. I don't care how many pieces of content, how many links you're building. As long as it's consistent, it shouldn't be raised too many red flags. But I think where people get um, uh, messed up when they start with SEO is that they try to get really sloppy. So as long as you're producing quality content uh, consistently, you're going to be good for the long term, which is what the whole goal of SEO anyway. It's like if it's going to take time, so you might as well build it right from the beginning. Um, and you don't have to really overthink optimization, all that stuff. It's just, you know, make sure your keywords that you're targeting are in the title of the YouTube video or the title of the blog post and really just create content for humans. Um, so whether it's the video or the blog post, I don't over, um, you know, think or over optimize on how, how many times that keyword is used in the blog post itself. I just try to answer that question in the best of, to the best of my ability and write for a human. I'm not trying to keyword stuff for a robot or anything like that. It's just write it for a human, you know, um, create value. And that's going to pay off in the long term because people can tell, you know, the difference between something that was spun or written for a robot and something that was actually written like me talking to you. Yeah, it's great. Um, in our pre, um, pre-live chat, um, we did, I, I think we had some agreement about where WordPress fits in with these fully hosted um, learning management systems or membership portals. Um, would you agree with what I said to you before um, that I actually think you might be better off looking for a fully hosted solution initially than go with WordPress? What, what's your thoughts around that? Yeah, there's a lot of great solutions out there like the Kajabis and um, uh, Teachables and Thinkific and stuff. Um, so I would definitely recommend starting at one of those places. It's And, and then you can always transition later to a self-hosted WordPress solution. It's kind of the same thing as um, you mentioned e-commerce or drop shipping. So, you know, it's easier to get into the game by drop shipping or, um, you know, using a, a platform like Shopify. But eventually, once you find something that's working, you you want to keep more of the profit. So you want to like eventually like manufacture the things yourself and bring everything in house so that you keep more of the profit. So it's the same concept. You know, you don't, uh, you may not want to uh, be paying Kajabi a couple hundred dollars a month when you can buy a, you know, WordPress solution that maybe is a one-time price and be done with it and you keep more of the profits and stuff. So do you, do you think there's any kind of SEO consequences in utilizing some of these fully hosted solutions? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I'm not that, I don't look at things that closely, but I, I really don't think so. I mean, the way I see it is content is content. So as long as there's relevant content on the page and that, you know, that's, that page is going to, that content's going to get indexed. And if there's no other content on the internet for that, and that's the best piece of content um, for that search query. Google should rank it, you know. And um, what kind of 
the, the volume of content, you know, what what have you found based on your own experiences? How much time and effort around content production do you really have to, you've got to be realistic about how much content, I suppose you could have said the more you, the more you can do it, the better, but um, just thinking some parameters really. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, the more you can do, the better. You don't really have to, there's a couple of different directions. So really the two I kind of narrow it down to is you can either write smaller pieces of content, but larger volume or spend a lot of time on writing a really long, well thought out piece of content, but that takes a long time. So with the, the longer pieces of content, maybe one a week. So it's really just, it comes down in my experience to consistency. So I don't care if you're writing a post a day or a post a week, just stay consistent. Like Google seems to like and reward sites that are updated frequently. Um, I prefer to write smaller pieces of content just because it's easier for me. So I can stick to that schedule every day. So I can write like, and we're talking about maybe a couple hundred words. Um, So I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't generally write like a 5,000, 10,000 word article just because it, it takes a longer block of time for me to sit down and focus and do that. So I can crank out, you know, a couple of hundred word article in an hour or so. And I can, you know, I can do that every single day and it's not, you know, I can stick to that schedule basically. So you really just have to decide what works best for you. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, on this call, they pr- they probably have kids and a full-time job and stuff. So it's probably going to be easier for them starting out to just produce maybe one or two smaller pieces of content a day or every other day. But as long as they stick to that consistent schedule, eventually it's going to start to compound. And if they just stick with it, it's it's going to continue to grow. But, you know, the, the way that people mess up is they write one piece of content and they wonder why they're not getting traffic. It's like it's one piece of content, you know. You need more than that to get the ball rolling. Oh, that's great. We're going to go for a break, folks. And when we come back, we're going to be delving into Philip marketing some more and some other interesting subjects. We'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back folks we've had a bit of chat chat with craig we're going to delve back into affiliate marketing um i want to go because a lot of people you know hear about affiliate marketing you know that you know let's say you've got uh, a course for 500 dollars and um you you want to promote it so basically you offer like 20 percent or 30 percent or a fixed amount if somebody um can you give them a affiliate link and 
if somebody goes to your website and then buys that course, they will get a percentage. Can you go into the mechanics of setting up something like that and um, what, what some of the WordPress plugins that you can utilize to help you do that, Greg? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different options out there for, um, for setting up your own affiliate program. Um, you could go, you could either self-host it. So there are um, solutions like, um, I'm trying to think of it. Um, I forget, but there's some self-hosted solutions if you want to manage that program yourself. Yeah, I think um, the leading is Pippin Wheels. Is it uh, Affiliate WP, isn't it? Uh, that may be one of them. I'm trying to think of another one. I think it, calls, it starts with a D or something, but um, can't quite think of it. Um, but um, but um, yeah, so you can self-host it or you can go on these networks like ClickBank or Commission Junction or ShareSell. And the cool thing about you know tap you know tapping into one of those networks or signing up with those networks is that you get kind of access to a, a network of affiliates rather than having to manually go out there and and recruit them yourselves. Um, these you show up in these affiliate network marketplaces and people can find you. So it kind of helps and then um, you know, if you want to go a step further, you can hire an affiliate manager or uh, an affiliate management company to go out there and kind of recruit affiliates for you. But um, you may not have the resources or the budget in the beginning. So you, you may want to hire, uh, do one of these self-hosted um, solutions and stuff. You, you, kind of, you, um, you gave us about three names. Is there one particular one of those three that you... Um you mentioned that if you were starting off that you would start off with, or do you think they're all very similar? Mm, I like, I think commission junction is probably the biggest. I like share sell. Um, it seems they mostly there's with share sales, mostly physical products. Um, and then digital, if you're going to go like all digital a product, like an information product or a membership site, ClickBank might be a good option. Uh, they have a lot of digital products. Um, but yeah, you just want to, I, I like those platforms from an affiliate side and also from kind of a vendor side because it kind of takes the load off of you um, having to manage the payment side because like as an affiliate, I know that I'm going to get paid from ClickBank. I know that I'm going to get paid from Commission Junction and Share or Sell because I'm getting paid through that through the network, not through the company directly. So as um, an affiliate, one of the frustrating things is sometimes you'll promote a product or service and if it's self-hosted, you're kind of at the mercy of that company, aka maybe like one person that runs that plugin to pay you and they may or may not pay you. So I feel a little bit more confident in networks because they're they're either going to pay uh, or they're they're generally going to pay you. Uh, so I have that confidence. Whereas when you're um, like another network is JBZoo, they have a lot of digital products and softwares and stuff. But the downside to JBZoo is you're usually dealing with individuals, which a lot of time I've got a lot of pending payments that I haven't ever been paid out, and so it's really frustrating. So you promote something, you make a sale, and you never get paid. Um, so that's kind of the 
the, the bad side of the affiliate they, they definitely, some of these companies that we've mentioned, because it's area, because of that, you know, I thought you were the guide and you've just shown that you are to give some really great advice on this. But I think what, you, what you've been saying, you definitely want to go with one of these companies if you can afford it, because you're, you're just exposing yourself to an enormous network of people that could promote your product and your course, aren't you? Yeah. And, you know, as far as the commissions, generally, if it's a digital product, the kind of standard rate is about 50%. If you've got like a a SaaS, maybe 40%. Um, But some of these digital products like on ClickBank, they sometimes pay out even higher, like 60 or 75%, just because, you know, it's a digital product. It doesn't cost me any more money to deliver it. And as the affiliate, I want to incentivize you to promote it. So I want to give you as much of that as possible because um, I'm not paying anything to advertise it. So even if I get 25%, that's 25% extra that I didn't have to pay paid advertising. So that's true. So as uh, you know, you set yourself up with one of these networks, but the affiliates in these networks, when a new course or a new digital product is promoted, you know, I would imagine they've got a section for new products that have come on board that month or that week. I don't know. Right. What 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 gets your gets you excited about a particular if you're looking at a new digital product that you might decide to promote, you know, as a as a professional affiliate. What would get you to think, yeah, I'm I'm going to try and plug that? Is it really good graphics, good descriptions, the basics? Do a lot of people not provide really good graphics? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at kind of everything, but mostly I look at the kind of like the long-term use of the, the strategy, if it's an information product or if it's a software plug-in, like how I can use it as part of a maybe a bigger strategy. So, um, you know, one of the most effective ways to promote products and services as an affiliate is to provide some sort of bonus. So if I can come up with a unique bonus to give them like the strategy for how to use that plugin so that uh, rather than just say, go buy this plugin, good luck. um, It gives them more of an incentive to buy it because they're like, oh, Greg's going to give me a really cool strategy of how to use it to therefore make more money, you know, ideally make way more than my money back that I spent on it. Um, so I want to buy it through Greg's um, uh, affiliate link because he's going to give me this. How does that work? Um, <coughs> as you were speaking, um, Craig, I was wondering how that could work with an online course, but um, I was wondering if this might have any um, relevance really like, I was thinking. Let's say you um, you had a you had a course on photography, digital photography, very popular, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, you got a really great course about a specific model camera or, or a technique, and you're promoting that. Would as the affiliate, would you look at similar courses and do a write up of the three best digital courses, online courses? And as long as you thought the person that you you were um, linked to affiliate was was honestly the offered the best course you could then say yes I'm getting an affiliate um, commission from it but this is honestly I feel for these reasons which you map out in your article this is the best course on the market at the present moment am I on the right track there 
Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of, I, I don't like to think of myself as a salesman and that's probably what um, scares a lot of people away from affiliate marketing, but you don't have to be. It's just like everybody is naturally a good storyteller and a seller of things that you like anyway. So like if you really enjoyed a movie or you really like a particular restaurant, you naturally share that with somebody. So if you're passionate about photography or affiliate marketing or um, whatever basket week reading or something, you're naturally going to talk about that thing um, to other people. So you can, um, if you find a good product or resources that complements that skill or that niche, then it's, it's just natural to tell other people about it. So um, yeah, that it's just, yeah, just talk about it. Like you're sharing it to a friend that you're, and you know, if you're passionate about that thing, then you can, you know, wholeheartedly endorse and recommend this particular product or service or membership site. How because um, YouTube got, um, do you see a lot of people in this area of affiliate marketing, you know, they make income by writing about writing. Do you see a lot of them also doing, going into YouTube and making videos? Yeah, tons. And that there's a, a massive edge for people that decide to go into YouTube because most people are too scared to make a video. So for the people that actually take action and follow through, even if they don't think they're very good, they're way ahead of the people that, that are too scared because I mean, they're, the competition is really small is what I'm trying to communicate because um, you know, most people they're, they're either too scared or maybe they don't for whatever reason, they think they don't have the money for a microphone or screen recording software. There's all kinds of excuses. Um, so if you just take the leap of faith and just, just, um, start creating content, you're going to get better over time and you can edit out all the ahs and ums and your mess ups and stuff and um, just keep creating content. And eventually, yeah, you're going to get some traction. So yeah, there's tons of people doing uh, affiliate marketing with YouTube videos because it's a very interactive, engaging uh, medium as, as opposed to just text on a page on a blog post. I think that's great. Uh, we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show, folks. And um, But Greg's been generous and he's going to stay on. And we're going to delve some more in this area that I don't know that much about. So I've been fascinated by this conversation, actually. Um, Craig, how can people get hold of you and learn more about this whole subject and what you're up to, basically, Craig? Yeah, so if they want to learn more about affiliate marketing and how to make money with affiliate marketing with SEO, they can check out my course. It's called seoaffiliatedomination.com. So you can just go there. And if you have any questions, there's places to reach out to me on the site. So, um, yeah. That's great. I really enjoyed the conversation. And if you want to learn more about WP Tonic and how we manage to um, help you with your membership website or learning management system, go to WP Tonic. We've got a load of new articles coming up. Um, just published one great article that, um, last week, but we've got a couple of other articles coming up and we've had some great interviews uh, recently. Um, just go to the WP Tonic website. It's all there for you. You can feast on it. And if you're really, really generous, give us a iTunes review for the podcast. Um, I just love reading them and it does really help the show and it, iTunes just loves it. So we'll see you next week where we have somebody doing something interesting with WordPress, online marketing, or membership websites. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.